Hello, I'm Anthony Robson, and welcome to episode two of Commotion of Coots, the weekly bite-sized podcast looking at interesting tales and traits of wildlife in the UK. This week, a genus of bird which is perhaps one of the most widespread in the country, the humble pigeon. Actually, of the three species within the Columba genus, only one is generally called a pigeon, that being the tubby wood pigeon. The other two are the rock and the stock dove, though in turn the rock dove is the ancestor of the subspecies most frequently referred to simply as pigeon. All will become clear. The name Columba was actually coined by Aristophanes, coming from the ancient Greek for diver. This references the flight pattern of pigeons, where they seem to be swimming through the sky, bobbing up and down as they go as if coming up for air. This rather romantic notion jars slightly with the sight of thousands descending on city squares, covering squealing tourists who have bought packets of seeds in the hope of an Instagram shot. But man has had an affinity with pigeons for quite some time. While I think we're all very aware of wood pigeons and the rock dove, the stock dove is slightly less well known. The name actually suggests more than rock, that this was the bird that was domesticated. But it actually comes from the old English word stock, S-T-O-C-C, meaning a stump or a post, and stock doves would live in hollow trees. It's the rock dove that's the archetype, captured and domesticated as far back as the ancient Egyptians and used for carrying messages, until owls inexplicably stole their jobs. The homing instinct of pigeons is well known, if little understood, and has served the bird well through the centuries, continuing the messenger role all the way into World War II. In fact, 32 pigeons received the Dickin Medal, an accolade created in 1943 by the PDSA to recognise the contribution of animals to man's conflicts, and this was more than any other animal. The most famous war pigeon, however, was Cher Ami, who in the First World War received the Croix de Guerre medal. Cher Ami had been donated by British pigeon fanciers to the US Army Signal Corps. Cher Ami was able to deliver a message from an encircled battalion, despite being spotted and shot down by German forces. She was shot through the breast, lost an eye, and her right leg was severely damaged. However, she managed to take off again and deliver the message. Gratitude extended not only to saving her life, but carving a small wooden leg for her to replace the damaged one, which had to be amputated. Sadly, she only lived to a year old, having been shipped to the US to retire. But perhaps unsurprisingly, she's inducted into the Racing Pigeon Hall of Fame. The rock dove is still very much alive and thriving in the wild, but the version we're most aware of in cities is the subspecies, Domestica. The name perhaps gives away that these birds descended from escaped domesticated rock doves, and as such they have taken hold, developing over time an incredible array of colourings and markings. The feral pigeon, as it is commonly known, is pretty much everywhere. But any pigeon actually deserves closer examination of the plumage, with the rock dove, its feral descendant, and stock dove in particular, all possessing wonderful polychromatic ruffs. There's ever more than meets the eye, however, with pigeons, and there are two little snippets I'd like to share with you. 
The first is that pigeons suck. Literally, they're one of the few birds that don't have to tilt their heads back to drink. Whatever the evolutionary reason, pigeons can keep drinking, head down, sucking up the water. The second remarkable thing is, is how they take off. Now, this won't seem like much, but to take off, they jump. I know what you're thinking. All birds do that though, don't they? Well, not quite. There's obviously a hop up, but pigeons take a huge leap. And the reason for this is it means their first wing flap can be full without hitting the ground. And when you're a prey animal, that ability to accelerate quickly can be the difference between life and death. Added to this, there are feathers on the wings whose main job appears to be to make a noise when they're beaten quickly to take flight. And these act as a warning sound to others. Oh, and another aspect of pigeons I just love, and this gets weirdly voyeuristic now, so bear with me. Our telephone wires seem to be the favourite mating spot for local wood pigeons. And the two main parts of the process involve the male bowing to the female before the pair spend some time French kissing. Seriously, it's the strangest thing. The denouement is an uncomfortable looking coupling and the male leaping off after a short time looking immensely proud of himself. I'm not saying humans copy things from nature, but come on, he might as well light a cigarette. And then, and, and yes, there is more, pigeons are healers. Okay, this is a longer shot, but it was believed from the 17th century right the way through into the early 20th that pigeons could cure disease. Samuel Pepys noted in 1667, when Queen Catherine was ill, that pigeons were put to her feet. Pigeons, in various forms, were thought to cure anything from melancholy to the plague. Yes, the plague. Dr Alan Withy, an academic historian of medicine, found reference in the London Pharmacopoeia in 1618 to the plague remedy which involved pulling the feathers from a live pigeon, holding its bill shut, and pressing the bare patch against plague sores. Be thankful for Vic's vaporub and ibuprofen. That's, that's all I'm saying. Renowned environmentalist and poet, Benny Hill, had some words for our friends, the pigeons. One day I found a friend. It was up by Badger's End. A little pigeon fell down at my feet. Its feathers were flecked with red, and at first I thought he was dead. Then I knelt and felt his little heart still beat. I cupped him in my hands and I ran home to my mam, and she said, Son, I'm as proud of you as I can be. You're thoughtful and you're kind and you've got a gentle mind, and that'll do a treat for your old father's tea. Pigeons have, for centuries now, been a bird that we've looked to for help. We've harnessed their natural instincts to our gain and we've exploited the ease with which they could be domesticated. And we complain and put up spikes when that success leads to their abundance. But the next time you see a pigeon, take a closer look. Whether wood, rock, stock or feral, they deserve that closer look and appreciation of just how remarkable they are. Thank you for listening to Commotion of Coots. And remember to subscribe through your usual podcast platform so that you don't miss an episode. You can find me on Twitter, where I am at Wild Edinburgh. And until next week, when things take a vulpine turn, let nature take its course. <laughs>